Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Funkoholics podcast. So, guys, I have to apologize. There was an episode that we did where I said we we're going to talk about the state of boxing and a little bit of WWE, AEW, some A and E documentaries. So, we got a lot going on today. So, guess what, guys? We are here to talk to you about all of that. We've got some fun sound bites. We've got some great topics. We got some hot takes. You know how we do things here at the Funkaholic. So if you're feeling a little bit of boxing hangover or anything like that, don't worry. The Funkaholics podcast is here for you. And it is starting right now. You are now listening to the Funkaholics podcast. say a lot of times that i love that intro but i really do because we got the mercenator in there and she is just giving us her excitement when she hears about the funkaholics podcast which you guys should be doing the same so guys i have a returning guest here with me i got my boy jonathan back over here to talk some boxing and some wrestling what's up guys how's it going <laughs> welcome back brother thank you for having me hell yeah so we got a lot of excitement that's happening in the world lately, and you know, you and I do a lot of banter where we go back and forth, and a lot of locker room talk, and we've got a lot of great stuff that we need to have put out on the podcast, obviously. Totally agree. So, let's just, uh, I'm going to say it like I did in, the, in one of the past episodes, let's go in hot and leave this thing wet. Let's do it. That's what we got to do, so... We already know, or you already have that look in your face. You know where I'm going with this, bro. So let's talk about Floyd Mayweather finding another fucking fighter. Well, I, well, I mean, I no, guess. Let's not say fighter. Let's finding another person. Finding another person. Yeah, that guy's not a fighter. To sell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jake Paul, Paul Jake. What's what's this fucking guy's name? I know it's a Paul. I don't know which one. I didn't. There's a couple. I don't right. Know. Yeah. He's a YouTuber. They all look the same. Um, he's been doing a couple of fights. Um, I mean, I don't even know if I, sh- I. I don't even want to give this guy. Already has a fucking YouTube platform. He's got his fucking followers and shit like that. The diehard boxing fans that we are and the respect that we have for the sport, we're not going to give this guy a platform in the boxing community. Never in my life, I will not pay money for his fights. I will give it no attention. Bro, there's a $50 fucking tag for the pay-per-view, and it's on a fucking Sunday. We didn't even pay that for We didn't even watch the McGregor thing. That was a bigger right. a bigger fight. I'm not paying for him to fight a teenager. Exactly. Or whatever, whatever age he is. Yeah, and the hype is... The hype is like a fucking clown show. Oh, man. Um, fuck. I just remembered. Um, almost lost us there, bro, because there is a lot of excitement because you know how much I love boxing. I know how much you love boxing. So obviously we got into this a little bit too quick because we are excited about this. But in true Funkaholics form, sorry, guys, I almost forgot. Cheers. Cheers. To another great episode. Here we go. Um, ooh. Love, love that Terramana. So, back to it. So, we're talking about the $50 fucking pay-per-view price. 
were what I was getting ready to get into is the stupid publicity bullshit that they're trying to do. So now they've got this guy's brother stealing Mayweather's hat. It's all over fucking social media. Okay, yeah. Now, now I know who's who. So the one that stole the hat is the one that had his last fight with that basketball player, right? Knocked him out. No. Yeah, Nate Robinson. Oh, is it? That's, yeah, that was the brother who's been Nate fighting. Robinson. Yeah, that's the brother who's been fighting. Okay. Now the other brother coming in hasn't fought. He's a nobody, as far as I know. I don't know if he's fought anybody. Okay. But the other ones had knocked out the MMA fighter, I think. Right. Um, so that's the one that's going to be fighting Mayweather, right? No, he's not. He's, it's not? The other brother is. Okay, let's fact check real quick. Right. So let's make sure what we what we got here real quick. So let's see. Mayweather. So it's Logan Paul that he's fighting. Yeah, and I think Jake Paul is the other kid. Who's been in the fighting thing now? Yeah. Logan and Jake Paul dismissed Floyd Mayweather ahead of exhibition. Okay. So, yeah, so it's Logan Paul that's going to be fighting him. He's the bigger brother. Or this jackass was on fucking WWE recently, too. Yep. He's the one that was going back and forth with The Miz, right? Because Sami Zayn fucking brought him in as his special guest or whatever. And didn't, uh,. Owens didn't give him the. Didn't Owens do something? Yeah, like KO yeah. fucking like clotheslined him or something like that. So that was awesome. Shout out to KO. I wasn't a fan of you, bro, but until you fucking smacked him around, I'm a huge fan of you now. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's a touch. It's a touching so- uh, subject. I know when I first saw that this was signed and all this shit actually became real, I literally put a a post on the Funkaholics Instagram and I put. This is the reason why boxing has a black mark and so many people, they have a platform to shit on it. And let's be honest, dude, this black mark is going to be there for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's taken over. It, it absolutely has. And, and I know there's, I know there's commentators out there and shit like that. And they're like, boxing's entertainment. Boxing is a fucking sport. It's a deadly sport. It's a deadly sport. And they're making it a joke. Yeah. They're they're literally fucking laughing at it. And for Mayweather to be heading this, because he, he already pulled the... He basically got the argument out of the way. The whole argument between MMA fans and boxing fans on who was going to win. So... MMA fans, they still haven't got their wish of actually having a boxer inside of the octagon. Don't know if that'll ever happen, but, you know, who knows? The thing that I don't like is everybody that knows me, Oscar De La Hoya is my fucking, my boy. I love that dude. I've followed him since fucking 92 Olympics. Um... Which I think me and you are going to have some disagreements coming up here just talking about that guy. Like, yeah. Not being disrespectful, but... Well, he's he's pissing me off. Um, he talked about having a comeback, uh, comeback fight. I was excited about it. I was like, you know what? If it's going to be an exhibition, it's an exhibition. But pick, pick, your, pick the person you're going to go against wisely. I was not excited when I heard that it was fucking GSP. George St. Pierre has no fucking business being in the fucking in in a four corner ring. And that that's a legend himself. Like there's yeah. there you had your sport, you did your thing, 
stay there. Like you will always be on the top of what you're doing. Exactly. And then the same with De La Hoya. Like you did your thing, dude. Like you did amazing. You had a big fan base. You got all your money. You started your own promotion. You did great. Leave it. Yeah. You're going to put such a stain on your legacy. Like that's, I, that's all I see. Like, and when we talk about these legacies too, remember when Mayweather lost his Olympic, uh, Run, remember? He got beat. And then after that, he blew through everybody. He was undefeated. And he kept going. But he put a black mark, dude. He made boxing a joke, too. Right. And that's what it, everything seems like it's, it's happening now. Yeah, and so one of the things I'm kind of getting to is Mike Tyson and Roy Jones put on an ex- exhibition. Tyson looked phenomenal. Roy Jones did not. He didn't want to play. Yeah, he did not. And and he knew it. Um, I think Tyson could have destroyed him if that switch in his head, um, you know, went off. Maybe, you know, maybe his back was hurting. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? Your back is broken. What, a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love that one. It just never gets old. But spinal, <laughs> spinal. Was it your vertebrae? Uh, no, it's worse. Back. It's spinal. That's the worst part of the back. You can hurt. Oh my god, you gotta love Mike Tyson though, man. No matter what, I mean, still a genius. Any motherfucker that can go to a guy that he's gonna fight and he's gonna tell him, "I will fuck you until you love me," or "I will eat your children." He said he was gonna rape him. <laughs> it's like man like this guy can say like the most unsensitive shit and especially in this pc world that we live in and everyone's just like i fucking love him (laughs) he's he's so great thank you for saying that yeah (laughs) oh my god but so back to where i was getting in the state of boxing so let me ask you this jonathan because i kind of feel like you and i probably have the same answer for this but do you feel that your Mike Tyson's, Oscar De La Hoya's, I guess Floyd Mayweather. Um, do you feel that they see that the that the sport of boxing is hurting so bad that they feel that they have to put on this type of show to get more attention or a new audience? I'm going to be honest with you, and I think of the same way I do with the music. So remember we had all these old school rappers that were there. And then all these different kind of beats came out and all these new rappers came in. And I think they're to the point now, their careers slowed down. They were doing other things, but they evolved. Like things have to evolve for things to keep going. And it didn't go the way it was supposed to, I don't think, for the fighting like aspect of it. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they were thinking, what was gonna what was gonna happen, but it wasn't good. Like, and it wasn't good for people like me, who, us, who grew up with watching this stuff. Right. And so I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they were trying to keep up, but then when you were, you started promotions too that weren't allowing people to fight. Like, yeah, you allowed promotions that people ducked, and now all of a sudden people made their own promotions and started doing their own fights. Like, they ran with it. Yeah, and now I think now maybe they're gonna play catch up and be like, "Oh, we messed this opportunity because we didn't let our guys fight anyone, 
and now we're gonna let him fight everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is, and I think that's where they made the mistake. Like, you held your fighters back because there was what Top Rank, there was Showtime, there was all these HBO, yeah, all these different things. Golden Boy, PBC, all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Yeah, and their their big guy was who Deontay Wilder. Yep, but uh. And they literally had, like, a litany of fucking great fighters. I mean, they had Danny Garcia. They had fucking Thurman. They had shit. There was there was a lot of great fighting going on with the PBC. And, yeah, so I think now, like, like you said, like, are they playing catch-up? What are they doing? And then this, this thing that came out with Mike Tyson, that thriller, that whole thing, that was a new thing that was letting anyone fight. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, shit. Like, here, here we go. Like, what do we do? And now they're just throwing these fights out there, dude. Like Mayweather's back in fighting a twenty-year-old. Like the dude's almost fifty, right? Like, yeah. And now he's fighting a kid. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess they're playing catch-up, but they lost. They lost this fight. Yeah, it's. Um, I agree one hundred and ten percent. I'm, I'm to the point where you know, the sport of boxing to me is something that I hold dear in my heart because that's something that I held, I hold on to with growing up with my dad you know what i mean um he literally would make me sit down and i would watch roberto duran i would watch marvin Hagler, i would watch sugar ray leonard i never got to watch alexis arguello but i got to read stories about him i got to hear stories and that's one of the biggest things that i always love bro i i grew up with mike tyson and then we got spoiled in the early 90s i mean you've got Oscar De La Hoya coming up. You've got Trinidad. Trinidad. You got Fernando Vargas. You've got Sugar Shea Mosley. You got um, Winky Wright, uh, Vernon Forrest. I mean, the list goes on. You got Roy Jones fucking killing it in the light heavyweight divi- in division. I mean, and he even started out like what as a, I think like a, a middleweight. He was pretty light. What one fifty five was he? Yeah, I think he started out like. Actually, I think, bro, he was like a one, like when he first came in, he was probably like riding 160, 168, and then he jumped up to the 175, and then, I mean, he even went all the way to fucking heavyweight. And you think, too, like, and that was the, the smaller guys, too. Then we had the juggernauts, dude. Like, yep. We had... The heavyweight class was fucking amazing. Lennox Lewis. We had Mike Tyson. Buster we, Douglas. George Foreman. Don't say his name. <laughs> not say that man's name. He made me cry. <laughs> but yeah, like, he, these guys were there, like... Yeah. And yeah, it was it was amazing time, dude. And you saw a lot of heart and a lot of just a lot of work that people put in. And these guys were guys who had nothing, dude. These are guys yeah. who came from the bottom. Like you guys, yeah, guys from Mexico, uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, we have Miguel Cotto. We had Manny Pacquiao jumped in. Marco Antonio Barrera. Um, fuck, what's the other guy's name? Uh, the one that had a battle with Marco Antonio, Bar- Eric Morales. Um, bro, Diego Corrales, Juan, uh, uh, what was it, Juan Luis Castillo, there was talking some... about a fucking war twice. These were fights, dude. Yeah. These were... Bro, Kostya Zoo, Zab Judah, like the list goes on. We were... Gift, we were blessed. Dude. Yeah, we were spoiled. You know what I mean? And, 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 and the reason why I wanted to do boxing and WWE today is because they kind of tie in. We were spoiled in the fucking 90s. We had the greatest. but And it's everything, too, that you're into now um, with the figs and all that. We had 80s and 90s stuff. I was born in the later 80s, but I came into the 90s where stuff was still pretty dope. And nothing, dude. Like, it's gone. Like it's, Right. It's disappeared. It's evolved to something else where 
I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. Um, you even know, too, it's hard for me to keep up with the WWE now because those aren't my guys, dude. Yeah. That's not that's not The Rock. That is not Stone Cold. That is not Kurt Angle coming out with the milk truck. That's not none of that. Yeah, it's hard seeing them age, too, when they bring these greats back. I mean, there's excitement. You love to see them there. Like, every time they bring back Hulk Hogan, just for... A fucking two minute intro and i'm you know i'm like yes this is awesome every year the undertaker would come back remember yeah and like even though like oh he's retired that him just coming back like when he had that aj styles fight at the barn that was dope like dude like that <laughs> they figured it out you know what i mean because we literally watched matches like i mean we watched that one with him and roman reigns and it was like god awful yep like he had no business being in there but, you know, before we go into that and we start talking about that, um, you know, with boxing, I my biggest fear, because I've watched so many fights and just loved every single one of them. I mean, even the fucking decisions with the controversy of the judge being in the promoter's pocket or, you know... It, that adds so much drama to to boxing, but it also puts a black mark on it. Mm-hmm. Um, promoters, they're the they're the sleaziest type. You know, um, Tyson will say it to this day. Don like, King. yeah, Don King, the worst kind. Ruined. Bob Arum is another yeah. one. He yeah, he didn't let anything happen. Exactly. He put a wall to block everything that a fight can. Every any time a fight can happen, he put up a wall. Yep. He was the biggest dirtbag. Yeah. And I think that's what you said too. HBO jumped out like we're not doing this. Yeah, HBO finally got fed up, bro. They Well, let's be honest. HBO saw that boxing was becoming a dying breed. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else can Canelo fight right now? And yeah, so that's the other thing. Triple G? Are they going to fight each other just w- over and over and over? That's who else is there? Like you Exactly. Have, who yeah, else is there? <laughs> nobody. You have another guy coming up and I always mention his name, uh Borlinga from, yeah. from Puerto Rico. And he, he throws haymakers, dude. He's like a shorter version of Deontay Wilder. But eventually that fight's going to happen as long as, he's still, as long as he's still boxing. Like, yeah, that's true. And they're going to push all these kids. And We got the Charlo brothers. But, I mean, they're a fucking joke. They don't even belong in the same fucking ring as Canelo. No. And the other one coming up, too. And I was a, I was a fan of this guy before he got in his uh, wreck when his little Ferrari, when he got all ballsy. Uh, Earl Spence. Earl Spence. Guess who's he's, guess who he's fighting now? Manny Pacquiao. You don't do that, dude. That's, that's also a disrespect and a stain on boxing. You don't fight legends. Yeah. You don't. Like, you maybe ask for, like, training with one or sparring, stuff like that. Like, you want to be part of, like, you want to be part of, like, you got to play with that legend and hang out with them in his gym, learn some stuff. You don't take shots at stuff like that. Yeah. That's not something you do. And the fact, too, I know my name Bahakio has been out two years, right? It's been out two? Yeah, bro, he hasn't fought in a minute. But for you to, to agree with that, too... You're also putting a stain, like yeah. What happened to the kid who came through the Philippines, poor as shit? But as soon as money came and you started living this lavish lifestyle, like there was no legacy of boxing anymore. Yeah, everything started changing. Titles are non-existent now. There's like twenty titles. Yeah, There's you a, can't even keep track of them. I yeah, I don't know. There was a fight the other day. Who was it? And someone claimed like five titles or four. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Like. <laughs> Why can't there just be one champion in every weight class? That's all you right. need. Right. One. And not WBA, WBC, IBF. And I'll be honest, when 
in the 90s when all that was going on and you see all these titles draped on this fighter you know after the fight is over and you know and they and they decorate them pound for pound always came out Mm -hmm. and that was always an argument with all all my friends that were into boxing you know what i mean like who is the best pound for pound my thing was is one that built the best the best resume number two how many titles did they have? Were they WBA, WBC, IBF? The main titles, not, you know, ring ring champion of the year and uh, NABF and IBCW, like all these fucking paper, like they're, it, it, I call it a paper belt yeah. because that's, they, they didn't have anybody to crown, so they made it so that they could crown somebody. And my, my thing wasn't always like a belt. It was uh, always a performance. Yeah. Like, you know, to this day, like, Triple G is one of my favorite fighters. Dude puts on a show. Like, he does. He's a beast, man. He's an can, animal. The guy can fight. I don't care if people ever say he's not the pound for pound greatest of all time, whatever. I get it. He but, was there, though. Yeah. He was in the talks. I'm looking for people who fought, who people went in there to box. Miguel Cotto. Yeah. He won't be, probably be a Hall of Famer and all that. Didn't have every title in the world, but he put on a show, dude. He went to box. Yep. And Oscar De La Hoya went to box these, yeah these guys went in there and they fought like that's what i think when i say pound for pound i don't do the philadelphia shoulder roll or the philly yeah whatever it is right or the running around the ring dirty boxing like yeah. bernard hopkins and then yeah you saw people go in there and they box they really put in the work and that's that's why i see like belt or not dude you're still one of my favorite people to watch yeah yeah i agree um it's um I don't know. I'm. It's funny, bro, because you and I used to keep track of like all the fights that were coming out, and literally today, I was like, "Hey, there was a fight yesterday," and you're like, "Who was it?" Because yeah, we don't know. Because like, we, we don't know. When we first met at Sam's Club, our initial shit talking started with the Dallas and Giants, right? And then that one's a shit. We both hate our own teams now. <laughs> exactly. You're a Cleveland. I'm going to probably Jaguars now. I don't know. <laughs> I knew you're gonna follow. I knew you're gonna follow Tim T. Uh, Tim Tebow, bro. Either that or the Panthers, one of them. But yeah, like we met on that, and we were so excited. Remember, we used to meet over here all the time, whether it was the UFC, if it was boxing. We always met up for something because that's what we had in common. Is like do the thing. We split money. Right. Into the fights, we're always here. It was exciting, dude. Like now. Who came the other day to watch a fight? It was me and you. Yeah, it was me, you, and Sal. Yeah, to watch Canelo fight. Yeah. It was exciting, but... But it wasn't the same exciting that we've, we've seen before. Like, right. I remember the fight that I think we were more excited for was uh, Ricky Hatton and uh, Pacquiao, remember? Yeah. That didn't disappoint at all. Like That was <laughs> right. <fucking> golden. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it was... Boxing. I mean, bro, we literally... For the for the Pacquiao and Mayweather fight, I mean, we, I knew so many people were excited about it that I literally had to move half of the party to the fucking backyard mm-hmm. and build a fucking the screen. Yeah, that that big ass fucking hundred inch screen. But yeah, there, I think who's left? Me and you that watch it now. Like, yeah, Miguel I, still hangs on. Miguel mm-hmm. is Miguel keeps up with a lot of it, and he's literally telling me like he'll be like. Hey, bro, there's some free fights on ESPN if you want to catch them. I'm like, bro, I don't even have any ESPN. I don't even have... I have ESPN, but I don't know how to fucking access it, access it through these fucking uh, streaming services. 
like I, I was like you know cool you know I'll, I'll try and check it out but yeah it's just uh it's a hard thing to follow yeah it, and uh yeah like it's it's just not there like the excitement's not there like i remember when you saw these first commercials or the pay-per-view thing and like oh my god it's gonna go down like you waited months for these fights like yeah these guys are in training camps we used to watch it 24 7 remember that yep not there anymore 24 7 was really exciting because it was prepping for the fight you got to see these guys in their sparring matches before the fight you got to see them their training their stories uh what they're working on yep it was a build-up there is no build-up there is no one now that i want to watch during a build-up yeah even the i used to be excited about canelo i was a huge fan and everything i mean i i still got respect for him and shit like that but my biggest thing with him right now is yeah money oscar got him paid Oscar pulled off one of the biggest fucking contracts ever for a, a, a fucking boxer. And Canelo kind of just shit all over it. You know what I mean? Um, I understand he wanted to fight. He was hungry to fight. But, bro, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Where the fuck are you going to get a fight? And the fight he did take was a step-up fight, dude. He beat the shit out of that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you could have- I mean, in all honesty, the last two fights that he's had, were they even a type of challenge? Nope. It was it was basically like a fucking warm up for him, like him just knocking off the ring rust and preparing for hopefully something bigger. He's had hardest sparring matches, man. Yeah, and you beat the shit out of this guy. Like it wasn't fair. Like I'm sure that guy got a good payout, whatever. Right. Bought a car. Cool. Yeah. But that's it. Like that was. Yeah. This this the the roster of boxing right now and all the different weight classes is is struggling you know what i mean and bro like i remember when boxing was hot we would even hear about the team usa fucking people that are coming up mm-hmm. that's non-existent now man. i paid attention a lot to like golden gloves like, golden yeah, yeah i was just gonna say golden gloves and now they're not even really like a golden glove thing anymore like it's a bunch of smokers that are happening mm-hmm. like and now, too, I think they're pushing so many kids and people into this industry now for boxing. Dude, these kids will have three smokers, four amateur fights, and they hit a pro level. Yeah. No way. Like, Look at Ryan Garcia, bro. Let's let's get into Ryan Garcia. Yeah, I know you can't can stand him. Okay. <laughs> the kid's lightning fast, bro. You got to give him that. Yeah, I see, I've seen his fights and his talent. He's got power in his hands, but he's... He's a product of social media, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I hate because he literally lives off of the shit that they were posting. You know what I mean? And he's under Golden Boy's umbrella. Um, I give him credit, bro. In the last fight that he had, he took one, and he got up, and he came back, and he won the fight decisively. Um, so I, I tip my hat off to him. You know what I mean? I, 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 think, I think he has the opportunity to be great, but... I just hope that they don't push him so fast that, well, it's already kind of getting, it's already starting to look like that because he had a fight schedule and he pulled out because he's got to focus on his mental health. Do you think it was because he got hit in that fight and now he's like, oh shit, like. I think there could be some PTSD there. Like, maybe I'm not that good. And if I got dropped by someone who I thought was way under me and now you showed a weakness. Who's going to come after you? Remember, you talked all that shit to Tank Davis, too. Yeah, Tank Davis does body work and everything. Bro, so... (laughs) 
we talk a lot about Mike Tyson. Well, I listened to the hot boxing with yep. Mike Tyson. Remember that one you sent me? And, bro, Mike Tyson would be the fucking legit promoter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Tyson's hype. Mike, Mike Tyson's putting all these guys on his fucking podcast, and he's getting these guys hot, hyped up. You know what I mean? Well, look at you he had on. Ryan on there, and then literally one of the fucking producers from his show is like, hey, we've got such and such on the phone. And then, boom, the hype started. And then everybody, the excitement started kicking up again. But then he pulled out. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's what I think, too. Like, did you get scared, bro? Like, are you all mouth now that you fought people that I wasn't even aware of? So that's funny you say that, bro. So let me ask you this. What do you what do you think Ryan Garcia should do? I think you hold strong, bro, and you keep going. When there's a time where you know you can't fight anymore... And you've taken, like, damage. But you put yourself on a pedestal. Right. You made yourself the top dog. You made yourself look like you're going to beat this shit out of everybody. And now we want to break because you hit a wall where there is no people under you that are going to fight anymore. Now you hit the big leagues. Now, so let me, let me ask you this. Would, would it hurt what he's built if he were to regress and take a step down? And start fighting lesser talented boxers so that he can get that training and that experience that he actually really needs. No, I think he he's, he put a stain on himself now, dude. Okay. I, I really think even if he... So there's no turning back. There is no. You, you hyped yourself up and you hyped up everyone else for you to come in here and you were going to... And you mentioned all these other fighters that you were going to take out. Right. You hit those fighters now. Why are you stepping back, dog? Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, Tank Davis was ready for you. Yeah. Other guys are ready for you and nothing. Yeah. What happened? Oh. Social media is actually what's fucking hurting him now. Yeah. It's like, what brought him up and now it's what's what's fucking hurting him. It's what all these all these kids now. Every yeah. kid in the 90s and early 2000s, like, you were too big for your britches, dude. Like, or whatever. Your britches were too big. Whatever the saying is. like. Yeah. <laughs> and you ran into a wall. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff's gonna happen now too. Like you mentioned earlier, the Charlo brothers. Guess who's you have? Guess who you have to fight next? There was no one else underneath you. You have to hit Canelo. Yeah. If you don't make this fight, you're not the greatest. You're not that good, and then your boxing career is over. Right. Because that is that. That's it right there. You have Triple G next. Yeah. Who else is there to fight? You made it to the big leagues. There is no more small fights. There's no small little fights where you get cash outs. You could buy a new necklace or whatever. Right. You're in the big. You're gonna take hits now, dude. Like, and these are guys who've been in this league many years. Yep. And they they know, know a thing or two. They know your kid actions because guess what? They were there before. Yeah. They were in the exact same <laughs> spot you were, but guess what? They didn't chicken out. Yeah. They took their losses. They and they have, went and they kept moving forward. Yep. Now, or they just made the decision and said, hey, you know what? Boxing's not for me anymore. I'm going to dip out. You know what this is, too? This is back in the day where everyone got a fucking participation trophy. Yeah. Now when it comes to losing and winning, you don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that, bro, because a lot of these a lot of these fighters now, you know, they can't they can't take the loss. I mean, bro, let's... I mean, fuck. Vasily Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened there? Yep, you were top dog, dude, until yeah, like, this Yeah, he kid. was invincible. He was flash. I mean, nobody could touch him. And then he comes in and he puts off in this fucking piss-poor fight. Terrible. Lopez had him. Yeah. And, bro, 
all credit to Teofomo, uh, Teofimo, Fimo, Fimo. Um, he talked shit, but he's wanted this. But he's wanted this, and he backed it up. I mean, he didn't back out of no fight, dude. He was his, ready. He reminds me of almost Danny Garcia and his fucking dad, bro. Yep. Because Lopez has his dad in his corner, and both of them got fucking mouths on him. But he's backing it up. So we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah, and like the same thing. Not one person has promoted him fighting anybody. Right. So you can't. Ever since he won the title, bro, you haven't fucking heard anything about him. But no one wants to fight him. Yeah, this, that's true too. This dude worked his way up, and at the same time, all these other kids too. And now you see this guy's a champ. You just wanted you just wanted people to beat up to make yourself look good. He went through. He finished. He got the job done. Took a title. Right. No one else. There was no contracts. So now he's signed with Thriller, with Mike Tyson and all of them. But there's still not a fight. Yeah. Who's he going to fight? Who is it? Devin Henley? One of the Paul brothers. <laughs> What's the weight difference? Isn't Teofimo like 140? Bro, he looks fucking bigger than 140. He's a thick kid. Yeah. And then like... I that cut has got it. I mean, he's young, so it's possible that it's easy for him to walk around in that weight. But... He's got to weigh more than that. That cut's got to be fucking hard for him. He's a 147, right? What is he? Or he's lower than that? No, he's lower than that because Lomachenko was fighting at like what? 140, 145 maybe? Low no, it was like 130. Yeah, like 135, 140. Yeah, so they were that level. like, And he's a big kid. Like, he yeah. looked bigger than Lomachenko anyway. But who else is there? Devin Henley, the one that looks like a young uh, Mayweather. Yeah. Um, There's Tank in that same, that class. But no one, no one's come up. No one's come up. And I don't know what we're doing now. Right. Now it's celebrity boxing. It goes back to the old show on Fox. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's even the joke of, you know, back in the day when they used to have celebrity boxing and you would put vanilla ice up against like Dustin Diamond from, uh, who played Screech and Saved by the Bell, like mm -hmm. just stupid type shit for entertainment purposes because they have nothing else to fucking put out you there. You bring in Bam Bam Bigelow or someone. Um. Yeah, I don't know, bro. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know who's gonna be able to save it. I know Oscar used to preach that all the time, and Golden Boy was hot, and they were doing a lot of things, but then it fell off too. Like. Yeah, it fell off, and I mean, they literally cut off one of Oscar's legs when Canelo left. But I think Canelo's already turned into a fucking prima donna. Mm -hmm. Canelo's already on track or has the image of I've got my own agenda and it's me or the highway. Fuck you know, everybody else. Yeah, fuck everybody else. I'm not, you know, I'm not in it for, I mean, he talks a big game when you see, you know, when they talk to him and shit like that. And it was funny, dude, like on the zone before this fight coming up. I was actually watching some of the interviews that him and Oscar did and Oscar, you know, basically said like he's changed, he's got his own agenda, there's nothing that I can do about it and we're just going to cut our losses. And he really is big time, dude. And he really is big time because he's the only fucking he's the only highlight reel right now. So people need him. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's And he knows it, you know what I mean? Because whoever the fuck is promoting him right now, I, I the dude that's promoting him now is like fucking Irish or like from Ireland or I don't know. He's he's promoted other people. It's it's a weird relationship. I don't I don't know um 
I don't know what's going like I don't know what's I don't understand the relationship between the two of them and one of the reasons one of the main reasons why I think that Oscar and Canelo split is because Canelo yeah they're well they're almost the same type of person and Canelo wants to be as big as Oscar was if not bigger it's an ego what do you, do you think he is at this state like no I don't think he'll ever touch. Well, yeah, because, and I think the same thing as you, because boxing was big then. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a place to be. Boxing was the game. Like, so we could go down the line and we could list <coughs> Oscar's biggest fights and we can list Canelo's. I guarantee you, bro, I'll have more memory of Oscar's. Yeah, and I'll list the biggest fight I can think of right now for Canelo with Triple G. Yeah. Both the first and the second one. Other than that, nothing, dude. Like even when he fought Cotto, Cotto's on his way out anyway. Yeah, Cotto was done already, bro. A lot, a lot of the people who were at that big time level, Cotto was a name for his resume, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I know that we hate when these boxers that we love so much and that we grow up with, when they're on their way out, you don't want to see them losing to one of these new up and comers. Yep. And just become a name for their resume. You know what I mean? And all these kids do. They want to be a legend killer. That's yeah. What, that's where they're like, oh, I have them on my resume. Got that W on them. And that's yep. what it is. Because that's going to help their purse when they fucking negotiate for the next fight. I mean, I guarantee you all these promoters are fucking telling them that. And De La Hoya, you're right, though. He was fighting people his age and no one that was going out the door yet. Yeah. He was boxing, dude. He was. They were all boxing. I've never known Oscar to fucking duck anyone. Mm-hmm. If a heavyweight called Oscar out, he would fight them. That dude would eat a thousand Twinkies just to get that weight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I loved about Oscar and I appreciated him. I mean, it, it drove me nuts because I adored the dude. I worshipped the dude. Like, I mean, I loved everything that he fucking did. But when he took on the bigger fights, I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? Because you're going to put a loss on your record. But <clears throat> when it comes down to it, though. He fought. And then that's, the, yeah. So there was nowhere else to go. Like, he beat everyone in his class, and his right. only, he had to go up. He had to do something else because when we talked about you're going to tarnish your own reputation by going backwards and beating up, going back down the pyramid and beating everybody up again. Yeah. He moved on, dude. And, like, that, that's a good, that's a cool thing. Like, it was a good move. And sorry, you might have got beat up and you did your thing, but you did it. Yeah. You didn't duck nobody. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when it comes down to boxing and fighting, the mentality is he may have got his ass kicked, but he didn't duck nobody. And I think that is how you get that pound-for-pound pound title. Yeah. Right there. Like, Good point. Excellent point. So, that takes me into the next thing. So, I just put something in, or, well, you and I have had, like, a, I mean, I've become a fan of bare-knuckle boxing. Mm-hmm. And... I got into it, bro, when it first got fucking introduced where they were still wearing, like, 8-ounce gloves. The gloves had padding, but the there was a circle around the knuckles so that the knuckles were exposed. They fought in a circular oval-type ring. There was no ropes or anything like that. Um, and then it disappeared for a while. Well, then all of a sudden... It was brought back by a former boxer. I can't remember his fucking name right now, but the dude is doing something brilliant. And it's a dude. It is entertaining. It is. It is. It I'm, is. I'm right. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad you got me into it. But it's fun, dude. Like, and you see, 
It's hard on the eyes sometimes, though, oh. man. <laughs> well, you see, like, these guys are going at it. These girls are like, oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. And, like, to be able to do something like that without padding and everything, like, dude, they're just going at it. Like, yeah, it's a street fight with a referee. Mm-hmm. Like, it's le- it's a legalized street fight. Um, I think they're on to something, bro. I think this is catching fire. Um, it has to be because this guy actually started a pension for fighters. So he is looking out for his fighters. People are buying. People are buying. Um, there were UFC fighters that are going there now and they're getting paid, dude. And they're getting paid more. Like we mentioned earlier, Paige Van Zandt, dude, that girl got $400,000 for a fight that she lost. Yeah. She, and she made a comment. There was a reviews and all that. She made more on that one fight than she ever did with the UFC. That's crazy. And then. Now you're thinking this guy is putting something together for some people who probably didn't have the best career in the UFC or the WEC boxing. He's bringing them back and they're getting paid to They're having that lifestyle again. And I think people are going to find a love for fighting again. Yeah. Even though you think like, oh, these are a bunch of rednecks coming out here and just throwing blows. These are people who trained before. These are people who Bro, might- in the what? 1900s. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where boxing kind of started from, yeah. bare knuckle boxing. And yeah, one, and you think too, like once your career's over, like say these guys uh, were done in the early two thousands or a couple maybe five years ago, bills don't stop. Like these things don't stop, and the courts are gonna have to find a way to make money. And so this guy gave these people an opportunity, and they took it. Yeah, and it's blowing up. Bro, these so these boxers that are retiring and shit like that, if they want to collect a check, they have the opportunity to go in there because you're training for five two minute rounds. Mm-hmm. The other dude isn't that technical. I mean, he doesn't, you know what I mean? So we got, I, I got to see, um, what is it? Artem Lobov or. Yeah. The, the corner man or sparring partner of uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. I mean, him and Paulie Malinaji went in and I was actually glad that was the one time, bro, where I was actually cheering for the MMA fighter to beat the fuck out of the, the boxer. Cause I can't stand Paulie Malinaji. He's. He's a douche. Yeah, he's uh, he should have been. He should have never been a boxer. He should have been on fucking um, Jersey Shore. You know what I mean? Him and fucking the situation or whatever could have been fucking boys for life. Like that dude's a fucking piece of shit. I can't stand him. I hate his commentary. He reminds me of that fucking piece of shit. Um, they call him the Snake Mora, whatever. He does a lot of the commentating for. Some of the boxing on the zone. Yeah, that's it. He I, was he was like one of those fucking reality show winners. I think either for the contender for Oscar De La Hoya's reality show or Sylvester Stallone's reality show. Okay. Um, but he's he, I can't stand that motherfucker either. Um, but bare knuckle boxing is catching heat. Before, the only place that they could be able to fucking fight was, like, Alabama or, like, Mississippi. Yeah, they're in the south. Yeah. Now, bro, they got approved to fight in New Mexico. We're going. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, You might have to train me, and I'll fight for us, dog. <laughs> we may have to put you in there. We'll see what happens. You but... see me bloodied up, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's... um, There's good things happening with it, bro. They, they put a... So... One, the price is there, and I know it's going to go up. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen because it, it that's just the way everything goes that starts getting hot. Right now, it's $5 a month on the fucking app. You get like 14 
great fights. Bro, I... So, it's hit and miss, and I'm not going to bitch about something that I paid $5 for. And you can't, dude. It's a combat sport. Right. I'll take it, dude. There was a paper, like, the prior pay-per-view, I don't even know if there was any knockouts. I mean, it, it was just straight up, like, there was, like, a lot of technical boxing going on, or fighting. Um, it it was it was disappointing. The, the, the guy who runs it, he was even kind of disappointed, but he's just like, hey, that's what happens in this type of sport. Literally, bro, the neck, the following fucking um, pay-per-view. It's a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. And there was literally like 12 to 14 fights on the car, bro. I shit you not. There was 10 knockouts. Talking about entertainment for five fucking dollars. Um, and, you, and you can't be that, dude. Because remember at one point, me and you split the zone. Garbage. Yeah. It was terrible. And I think me and you were like, yeah, we're done, dude. And like, we didn't want to do it. Same thing, me and my boss. He was like, Jonathan, you want to split this with me? I was like, uh, dude, I just got out of it with the, my buddy Nando. Like, I don't know if I want to pay. So I was like, you know what, dude, I'll give you an, I'll, I'll go in with you and you can be disappointed too just to show you it, it sucks. But now this guy, $5 a month, you get all the old fights and then $5, dude, I'll take it. I will watch it. You know, it's a funny thing too, bro, that you said is you talked about 24-7. Well, they, they do that. Yeah, they don't call it 24-7, but, I mean, they're doing their own, you know, type of, you know, they're, they're doing their own show of that. And it's actually pretty good. You know what I mean? It's interesting to see how these fighters train for bare-knuckle bare boxing um, or bare-knuckle fighting. But, I mean, they don't have huge names. They don't have Oscar De La Hoya's, Sugar Shane Mosley's. Floyd Mayweather's, Ricky Hatton's, Manny Pacquiao's, Miguel Cotto's, Canelo Alvarez. They don't have those names, bro. They don't. But it's fucking great entertainment. And they're winning us over. And they're winning us over. Here's what I enjoy about it. Because you know how they do uh, these promotions, right? And these people will see each other on the street, like the two people going at it. And they're never going to touch each other, right? Because they have to wait for a ref to be in the ring. They have to be padded up. They have to have the right gloves. Dude, these people literally going into a fight, beating the shit out of each other with yeah. knuckles. That's how a fight would probably go down if there wasn't rules in place. Very true. And so now I'm thinking like, no one's gonna fuck each other up at a weigh-in. Yeah, the way to the next stage, you guys do your thing. No, dude. Like now they actually see like what would happen. That's really gonna happen, dude. If we were really gonna fight without fucking rules, this is how it's going down. Right. And that's what I love about it because it reminds me of, like high school fights, like. Oh, dude, fuck it. Knuckle up, dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was it. Yep. Like, you would fucking swing, hit a locker, break your hand. Like, it didn't matter. Like, that's why I think, like, if any of these people, like, in these rings or in these MMA fights really got in a fight on the street, half the time they're going to get their ass beat. I really think so, dude, because people are gun, like, fuck, no, blazing, dude. Like, they're going to go in there and they're fighting. Yeah. They're fighting, fucking kicking in the nuts. Not, like, in this thing, but, like, they're going to lose. I think a lot of professional fighters would lose, like. You're protected by a ref and coaches and judges. When you're really like in this thing now, you're gonna get fucked up. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I love Bro, it. Look how crazy this is. So I just pulled up bare knuckle boxing in the history. Bare knuckle boxing started in 1681. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> great, great grandparents. So how fucking crazy is that, bro? In the 20th century, that they brought this back to life. And it's actually fucking working and people are excited about it. You know what I mean? So talking about really reaching from the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? Yeah, to bring something, you know, to bring something back to life. But um, 
the um everything that's going on with this is is um is great i mean they're i can't i can't say enough about it um the price point right now and everything the quality of the fights is great i mean sometimes bro they're they'll even show fucking fights on instagram mm-hmm. you know the under undercard you know what i mean um i hate to say it bro but i mean you and i fucking went and watched that rough and rowdy one time and we were actually fucking entertained i mean that's pretty sad to say when we we come from class like classy. a world of great boxers and shit like that like it's almost like we had to yeah we didn't have a choice we didn't have a choice you know what i mean because they're just not keeping us entertained anymore or anything like that or all the stupid shit that's going on with it it just you know what i mean it just if we think about it to do not just boxing not just wrestling stuff like that that we grew up with that's happening with every sport dude like right like today my biggest thing my uh I'm a, I'm a fan of the New York Knicks, being from New York. I'm a fan of uh, the Phoenix Suns. Both those guys are in. And the only reason I'm watching, dude, is because the biggest stain on basketball, LeBron James, is in there. And I hate that guy. But <laughs> so many, you. But so many people, too, have left uh, the love and sport of basketball because of that guy. Right. People have left the sport of football because of certain people. Like, there was Terrell Owens at one point. There was Odell Beckham, like. You have a bunch of crybaby-ass people, and no one's enjoying that stuff. And now that we have something like this coming up, we have a form of entertainment now, dude. Yeah. We see some real badass women and men just fucking throwing blows, dude. And it's really entertainment. Like, no one's crying. And we lost we lost a lot of things. Not just boxing and wrestling, but a lot of sports are gone. Yeah. It really is, like, you sat on the bench because you had a, a hamstring pull or a cramp. Right. And we think about the sports we grew up with. Your contact like, popped out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Not one of these dudes can stand ever playing with like a Dennis Rodman. Like, oh, bro, fuck them up. Like, can you imagine if any of these kids fucking try playing Jordan? Just the mental warfare that he would put on them. Yeah, you think any of these kids would survive if Lawrence Taylor was tracking you down, dude? Right? No. Like, <laughs> you think any of these guys were like these baseball players? I know, like the whole steroid thing in baseball back in the day. You didn't have Sammy Sosa's or Mark McGuire's, dude. Like, we had some. Just sports in general were fucking out of hand when we yeah. when we were growing up. Yeah. One of the one of the biggest players that never got the opportunity to see his full potential, Bo Jackson. Bo knows. I would say if he if he never got injured, bro, we'd be talking about him as one of the greatest players of all time. I, yeah, that's another one too. And I think one of the last great players to come into a league, and you could disagree with me, and but he's still in it now, was uh, Derek Rose. This guy had heart and he had everything. He was a, he was the new Michael Jordan that was going to go into the Chicago. People loved this kid. Right. And I saw so much potential in him and just like injury stuff, dude. And I was like so hurt because then you got all these fucking clowns that came in, and it was just a disappointment. Like I didn't want to watch basketball anymore, and I was really hyped for this dude because he really was like a hardworking kid. Dude, yeah. this kid was a thug. Like he was. You know who? You know who reminds me of Derrick Rose? Um, Damian Lillard. Yeah, so there's like, but there's not a lot of them, dude. The there's, dude from Portland, right? Yeah, but there's yeah. not enough to draw. Like, there's nothing in there like that that's gonna bring you in. Like, right? We yeah, our sports '90s, early 2000s were the that was it, dude. And now, well, we, these these fucking teams nowadays, bro, they're they're calling each other up and they're like, hey, get your fucking get your agent to get you over here. Yeah, they're my, recruiting and it's bullshit. 
Yeah, like that can work back in the day. Like a bunch of random guys got together and they were bad. Who'd you have with uh, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, uh, Dennis Rodman? They didn't do anything. They didn't stack a team. They were random dudes. Yeah. The other- and they had a great supporting cast. Like they, they literally made the team a team. Like mm-hmm. you hear about, I mean, they had Horace Grant, John Paxson, Steve Kerr. Bill Cartwright, uh, Bill Livingston, Will Perdue, like there were nobodies. People you never fuck. Luke Longley, a fucking New Mexican, of all fucking people. And they made a team. Yeah, and they made a team. And they were like randomly, like just picked around, like they were dropped by other teams. Like no one called each other. None of them were even friends. I don't think they were friends to this day. Right. But they did it. Yeah. They did it, and then they did it. They all had a common goal, and that was to get that fucking trophy. And that was. Yeah, so now you just see stacking. That's all you and see. And they knew their place, bro. Like, you have Michael Jordan on your team. You know exactly what you are. <laughs> exactly. You're not up there with him. You're not going to question him either. Exactly. If he tells you to give him that ball. It's your, uh, it's your position to give him that ball. Exactly. Like, you know, you can argue about contracts and shit like that all you want. But, I mean, I'm sorry. He's going to take the bulk of the fucking money. But you got to be willing to fucking take a small portion of that. But, I mean, you're going to get fucking championships. You're going to be put you're in... You're going to get money. You're going to yeah. have a legacy. Like, you're going to get the same... A lot of great things come with having Michael Jordan on your fucking team. And we saw, too, like, now we have those guys who floated around. Uh, Jordan, uh, LeBron James. Yeah. Dude, he was literally one that if he didn't like someone playing with them, they were gone. Yeah. And, like, Carmelo Anthony started that. Dude, Jeremy Lin was the coolest fucking Asian basketball player ever. They didn't want him around, dude. Yeah. And they were able to kick him his way. LeBron James goes to a team. He gets to build around him because he kisses his ass. Like, yeah. He would have never made it back in the day. They would have fucked him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, he wouldn't be the player that he is today but it, if he played in that era. But you see now, like, every, every sport is like that. It's not just boxing. It's not just wrestling. It's not basketball. It's all of it. It is every fucking single one of them. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Oh, man. So... We're going to throw in the towel on this round of boxing, and we're going to go ahead and stop there. So we're running a little low on time, so we're going to cover a little bit of the current state of WWE. And, and uh, Nando's going to talk most on this because <laughs> I've kind of had my falling out. So I'll see, I'll see what I can add. So right now, um, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this right off the bat. So I am... The one person that will still stand there for wrestling and not try to get people to watch, but I will support it when people are upset about it. So the reason that I can do that is because I made peace with myself. I wanted the Attitude Era to come back so bad that I realized that it's just not going to happen. Not in in this world, dude. Not in this world. Not in this PC world that we live in. And the talent that they have right now the roster that they have it just doesn't match yeah they're not that type of person from way back when um the attitude era has officially been retired in my mind um but now that i changed my outlook bro on wrestling i have a new perspective for it so i was telling sal today that I had watched a match on SmackDown that actually fucking got me out of off the couch, bro, fucking cheering. What match? So it was the Usos against the Street Profits. 
Good stuff. Talking about fucking wrestling gold, bro. So the Street Profits came in. They rocked the fucking mic. Uh, Montez Ford, he's... They love to give him the comparison of The Rock. He'll never be The Rock. There's, there'll never be another Rock. But he's got the mic skills. The one that I say that can get close to The Rock on mic skills, and I don't understand why WWE hasn't brought him back because they fucking need him, is Enzo Amore. Enzo... Over some PC stuff. Right. Enzo can fucking rip someone to shreds without even stepping a foot in the fucking ring. He was great, dude. He was And they need that. They need that right now. He can he can elevate the other wrestlers. I mean, even if he became just like a fucking manager or something, I mean the the wrestling talent, he he started bulking up and shit like that. You know, he's not that believable as you know, like a a, a big, you know, the Drew McIntyre's of the a, world. He's not or, a world champ. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's and shit like that, but God damn, the dude could fucking... He could make a big man look small just with his mouth. Yep. Um, there's... So, back to Montez Ford and and uh, and the Street Profits. And, bro, they were just fucking cutting, like, Mike Gold. All of a sudden, bro, the fucking Usos step in. They come in, and the the Usos can rock the mic too. They can fucking cut some shit. the The whole little war between them and the and uh, and New Day. Yeah, I remember when they they brought up some stuff. Yes, about the, the about the video. Exactly. There was some great shit going on on there, bro. Well, they they get into their little fucking their heated battle, you know, on the mics. Then they start getting into the wrestling, bro. The wrestling was fucking legit. Like literally. I didn't know who was going to win. I felt like the Street Profits were going to win because that's just what wrestling has been telling me to think. They literally fooled me, bro. Um, I couldn't figure out who the fuck was going to win. It was so back and forth. There was a move, bro, where Montez Ford literally jumped out of the fucking ring. And I mean it. He jumped out of the fucking ring, bro, and did like a some type of like swanton dive okay. on one of the usos you gotta watch it and bro i was telling sal because like sal's been so disconnected from wwe he's more aew tailored now and you know he's more into it to me aew is a poor man's wcw and i don't mean to say it that way but wcw was another great fucking program for me when we had the monday night wars in yep. the 90s um AEW is very similar to that. You know what I mean? With the way that they let these wrestlers tell their stories and the shit that's kind of going on in there. Um, They're developing factions, which is great. I think WWE was going that route, but I think because AEW is doing it, I think uh, WWE is just kind of like, I don't know where the fuck they're going right now. I can't figure it out. But if... McMahon can get his fucking thumb off of the fucking wrestlers for a moment and just really take a look at what the Street Profits and the Usos did. I think he could be on to something. Some better ideas and get flowed. Some better ideas get, get thrown out. I mean, bro, 
there was a point in time where the women's division was hotter than actual than the men's. Mm-hmm. Like I know, you know, we would talk about it when we would be watching and we get excited for these pay per views. We're like, fuck. Or the Charlotte versus uh Becky Banks. Lynch or something like that, or Banks or you know Bailey was even a little bit somewhat exciting. She was she wasn't bad, dude. Now yeah, we'll, we'll keep going on your thing. Alexa Bliss was even fucking rocking in now. Who is? She's, I mean, she's doing a solid character. I can appreciate the action, the acting of what she's doing it, but they don't put her in the fucking ring. No, she's all talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? She walks around with a fucking doll playing on the, uh, playing on a swing set. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know if they're letting this story play out too long to where we can't get the full story from it, but there's, like I said, there's just a lot going on. The, when it comes to the talent, it's there. You know what I mean? These guys can do five fucking flips in the air and land and, you know, do all this shit. But I think what they need to do is they just need to get back to old school wrestling, old school t- storytelling. If I was Vince McMahon, I would tell this current staff of writers, you're all fired. We're bringing back Freddie Prince Jr. Exactly. Bring back Freddie Prince Jr. Bring back some of the people from the 90s. Or that, uh, David Arnett? was one of the big ones too right he did the ready to rumble movie and like bro try to to promote wrestling too so david arquette is a whole fucking different story um wcw actually fucking put him through hell really yeah so wcw put the fucking title on him and that did not sit well with the fucking wrestling fans because then he got fucked up by was it because he was a fucking actor bro yep and they were just like how dare you disrespect what we love? So stop right there. Isn't that what they're doing now? They brought in a bad bunny dude, and you hate that fucking guy. They gave him the twenty four seven belt though. That's that belt's a joke. But they, yeah, but they still bring in celebrities. Yeah, they're bringing in celebrities, but thank God they're not putting the universal championship title on him. You know what I mean? They put it on him though. Yeah, like I said, they. But I mean, WCW gave him the world heavyweight title, which was bad because. So, if you ever get the opportunity, bro, Amazon Prime, there's a story on David Arquette. What he went through after getting the title is such a crazy story, bro. And it's such a beautiful story for wrestling because of the shit that he went through, but he stood up for himself. He pulled himself out of this depression. I mean, it's, it's almost like... Wrestling killed him, and then it resurrected him. Okay. Um, Officer Doofy? Yeah. (laughs) There was, uh, bro, there's, so, that kind of takes me into the next thing. So, I mean, I know what's going on with WWE has been, you know, a hard pill to swallow. And trust me, there's, like, bro, backlash, the, the backlash from WrestleMania was so awful that for the first time in a long time, I didn't even finish watching it. I got disgusted. I checked out. I didn't even. I didn't even want to go to Bleacher Report and just see like who won the matches. I was so fucking checked out, bro. It was god awful wrestling. The storylines were so fucking horrible. These these three way matches that they're doing for the fucking title is disgusting. That's a lot, dude. Because you can predict it. So basically, what it is is, bro, the men's championship match and the women's championship match ended the exact same fucking way the person that you were cheering for 
was so close to fucking winning, and then all of a sudden they slip out of the ring, and then the motherfucker that you don't want to win jumps into the ring and gets the pin. So horrible, bro. So predictable. My my buddy Ariel that I tell you about, he literally, bro, like he loses his shit. Like he's literally fucking blowing up my phone, and he's just like, I am so sick and tired of watching wrestling and being able to predict it before the fucking match even starts. And see, yeah, Ashlyn does that. The baby does it, dude. And like she, she was into it, dude. We got her into it, and she loved right. it. We would take her to the, we took her to the performance here in New Mexico. Yeah. And now, like, it sucks too because my daughter won't even watch it now. I'll show her videos of old school wrestling. She fucking loves it. She won't watch it now, dude. She hates Alexa Bliss. She hates all these people, and it's disappointing because that was our thing too. Like, we would watch it at night, and like, oh, there's a pay per view this weekend. Can we go to Uncle Nando's? Yeah. And she was so excited, dude. Now, like. She won't turn it on, dude. And like, I'm like, oh man, like, for a kid like that to lose the love of it too. I'm like, right, that's pretty bad. And, and that's, I mean, that's what WWE is tailored to right now. It's not tailored to us adults anymore. It's tailored to. But that same thing happened to, the to us. Youth. I was watching it. I was gung ho. I loved The Rock. Loved everything. And then guess who came in and ruined it for me? John Cena. There you fucking go. <laughs> there you go, dude. And that was that was the end of wrestling for me. Right. It was done. Like. And now I'm kind of grateful now that we still have one of like the the badasses that was brought in uh, by Ric Flair and Triple H and all those was RKO. He's still around, but he is too like he's too much for the PC shit they have going on. Yeah, like, he is one of the original badasses, and I still think to this day like you can disagree, but he's the last of it. Yeah, he really is the last of the fucking the. Beating the shit out of everybody. Like, yeah. He is the last of what the wrestling was, like the injuries and like he when he does his moves too, he really puts on a performance, dude. Those yeah. RKOs and they look painful. Well, I mean he really he literally lives by the name of RKO out of nowhere because sometimes when you're like, Is he gonna do an R- RKO right now? And he fucking pulls it off. Like, you know what I mean? They're unpredictable. But he's he's the last of what I see as my what I wanted when I, yeah. what I liked. And I'm like, now I, I'm, I'm seeing what like my daughter did and like what I did with John Cena and it's happening again. Right. And I'm, I hate it. I really hate it dude. Cause it was so good. We, I love that shit. Yeah. So it's Randy Orton will, you know, I don't know when he's going to retire. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to put up with this shit because he's got to be getting to a point too, where he's frustrated. Cause I mean, they, they literally have him fucking wrestling with Matt Riddle now in a tag team. The kid with the scooter. Yeah. It's like fucking it's... Hollywood from Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah. But dumb. The dumb version of him. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> a fucking sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone might get me. mad at said he was a retard on a scooter. Don't say that. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> uh, he's, I don't know, man. It's a... Uh, it's gone though, right? You see it. Yeah, it's it's gone. Um, Drew McIntyre is one that is holding on, but they're not allowing him to fucking flourish. He's another one that should have been not in this time. He should have been back in the days too. Yeah, I mean, he's got the build and everything. He's got the attitude and all that. Braun Strowman could have been a guy that did like fought with the Undertaker and Kane and those big dudes. Like right, they just these guys are in the wrong spot in the wrong era, dude. Yeah, it's not working. It's um, it, it like I said, it's just you know, I I I watch it for you know one. I mean. Your passion. Like they, 
they kept us entertained during a period where all sports were shut off. Mm-hmm. So I give I give Vincent Grant, I give the wrestlers a lot of credit for that. I just wish that Vince would allow these guys to go free free mic more often. Um, that WrestleMania when it was fucking raining, I mean they allowed Drew McIntyre and Bob, Bobby Lashley to fucking go off like to go unscripted. And goddamn, was it fucking go? I literally thought they were gonna fucking knock the living shit out of each other. Like you had a part, like a little small portion of a belief, like this They're, could turn south, and this could be one of those stories where they talk about later down the road, saying like, "He really hit me." Yeah, remember when they got into like a re- a real fight? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that kind of takes me into the next thing that I want to talk about is wrestling is still holding on by a thread, yep. but. The biggest thing that's keeping them alive, and I think they know it, is these documentaries that are coming out. We're seeing the story of our favorite people. Yes. So A&E is doing a lot of great documentaries. They did, they did an amazing one on Stone Cold. There was a lot that I didn't know about him that I discovered in there. When he had and, long hair. Yeah. <laughs> when he was studying Steve Austin. Oh my god! Such a, and then when they, I think he, when they called him the Ringmaster, that was such a fucking horrible idea, but. It it led him down to the road of become, becoming Stone Cold, and he it was, was amazing. And he was, either you hated him or you loved him. He yeah. was that character. Yeah, it was one or the other. That's what <laughs> that's what they had like on all these characters. They had so many people you hated or you loved. Yeah. Now it's just like, ugh, like what 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 do you don't even know what to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They tell the story of Macho Man Randy Savage. They tell the story of Rowdy Roddy Piper. They recently told the story of Ultimate Warrior. Um, they're getting ready tonight. They're going to tell the story of Mick Foley. So they're they're keeping... So what WWE is doing right now is they're losing the attention of the older, you know, more diehard wrestling fans. But to the, they're To the wrestling itself, but they're bringing that classic feeling back. And exactly. What those people went through. So they're they're keeping the attention there. Um, Dark Side of the Ring is doing some other things. You know what I mean? The first season of Dark Side of the Ring that came out in season two, absolutely fell in love with it. The The one that I had was dying to, to see the most was... The Chris Benoit story, because we know that's just such it's for such a talented wrestler to go out like that and do what he did is just awful. And it's going with his family, right? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, they literally like WWE, like basically erased him. I mean, he's still out there on the pay-per-views and shit like that when you watch like the old matches and stuff like that. But they don't. They don't yeah, they don't breathe the word of him. Um, Right now, they've done the Brian Pillman story that. They did a part one and a part two, and that was actually really great. And Brian Pillman and Stone Cold, bro, almost like were the preparation. Like, I mean, you want to talk about like I call I call wrestling my 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 man my my man soap. You know it what is, I mean? It's it like is. it's like it's like a soap opera. Um, talking about like some really fucking gold riding between Brian Pillman and Stone Cold. I mean, there was literally, bro. A point where Stone Cold broke into his house and there was a there was a there was a shot fired, <laughs> and then they ended it. And you don't know if Stone Cold died or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? What happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but they told that story. That was really interesting. They told the um, they told the story 
um, of where, like, basically, like, almost a whole fucking amount of wrestlers on a plane were, like, held hostage. Um, okay, and I have to ask, only because I haven't watched any of them yet, the Mankind, Mick, Mick Foley. What was his story like, dude? Like, did he talk about, like, the physical pain he went through? Because he was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. He got you out of your seat. He got you cringing. Like, he tacks on the floor, tacks in his back, like, bleeding. Like, he sold the show, dude. And, like, oh, yeah. To this day, I he's to- He's literally top five, well, top three, top two hardcore wrestler. Mm-hmm. What, when, you, when you watch that... And he was expressing things that happened to him. Like, what was your mind like? I fucking knew it. This guy was like, now, like, is he like paralyzed? His body's hurting. Like, what's, what does He's, he think now? Like, so a lot of these wrestlers get repaired, bro. <laughs> and I, they get off the medication and shit like that. You know what I mean? But they're, does he show it? You never see it on him. You saw him, you see him limp. He walks yeah. weird. He, like, he had a limp. He has like a, the penguin walk. Yeah. Like a waddle. He's got like a, you know, he's got a bad hip, just like, you know, fucking Undertaker did. Um, a lot of wear and tear, especially for him, for the shit that he did. I mean, the dude fucking Hell in a Cell is something that he'll be forever known for. Yeah. I mean, the dude had a fucking tooth coming out of his nose, you know? So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that side. And then, like I said, you know, I haven't seen the A&E story yet, but... I've watched a lot. I've watched enough stories, bro, to where, you know, you get to see what these guys go through, what they say, the behind the scenes shit, you know, it's, um, I don't know, bro. It's, it, it's a trip and to see mankind now or Mick Foley or dude love or cactus Jack, I, um, it's crazy because he's a big old softy, bro. Like, I mean, he, he literally loves Christmas and he named his daughter Noel. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just he's he's a big old teddy bear, but you can't you can't picture like this is the dude that you literally would stand in the middle of the ring or fucking cut a promo and rip his hair his real hair out. Like there was no fucking prosthetics or extensions. That was his real fucking hair that he was pulling out just so that he could be in character and get a rise out of people. And we ate that up, dude. How, oh yeah. Like how amazing <laughs> is that like and I think when the curtains close, like, and they'll probably say, like, I gave my all to those kids, to those people as an entertainer, like, and we look at it now, it's like, thanks, man, like, really, thank you, like, he had us jumping off fucking roofs, like, fucking elbowing our buddies on the trampoline, like, he was... Oh, yeah, I'd pull every fucking pillow in the house, and and I would just be sitting there going bananas, you know, re, you know, doing the moves that they were doing while I was watching it on TV. I, w- I wonder if... Like, when they film these things, if if they know, like, deep down, if, like, what an influence or how much, like, we love them. Like, do you think... Oh, yeah. They, they, bro, th- think about it. You you come out to a crowd of people that are holding your fucking... Holding a sign that they made of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I think, too, like, when we went and you saw Dana Warrior. Yeah. At the, at the, oh, my God, bro. Don't even get me started on that. But just for the fact that she knew her husband gave so much to his fans and all that... And then she gave you a hug and took the picture with you. Like, still shows like the appreciation of the fan. Oh yeah. And you to like thank you. Like you, you got your husband in there and you did so much work with him on the on the outs and it's it's it's, it's something like I'm like oh man this this isn't the same anymore. Like these yeah. guys were the best. Like their families were the best and then they did it for us. Yeah. 
And 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 you think about it too. You got to give these wrestlers a lot of respect because I mean they're traveling 365 days out of the year. They probably know their kids' names. Yeah. They probably they see other kids more than they see their own. It's crazy, bro. We watch a lot of these documentaries, and a lot of them lead to divorce. Mm-hmm. <coughs> a lot of them say like, "I hit the road, and that's all I knew." And we see we see that in the the Young Rock that show mm-hmm. where, where the dad keeps leaving and he's there with his mom in the apartment or whatever it is. And yep. Like, Shit, dude, like, you, when you do this wrestling thing, like, you make a sacrifice. Like, you all have to meet at the round table and say, Dad's doing this, Mom's holding it down here. But it, it, is, it is work, dude. Like, you'll never see your dad again. You'll never see your mom again. Yeah. So weird. Weird, weird. Yeah, it's a trip, man. And, and I mean, like I said, they, they do this to entertain us and everything. So the respect value is there and all that. And like I said, you know. It's not now. <laughs> There's still moments, you know what I mean, of excitement and where and and they can get something going, but um dude, it's that uh it's that time again. It's um <laughs> We uh we're going to have to blow this one up because we are running out of time. Uh every I say it every episode when you talk about something that you love and you hold dear to your heart, the time gets away from you extremely fast. Yeah, that to- like, these topics can go on forever. Oh, yeah. And it's just only us. Yeah, Imagine it's just me and the- you. Yeah. Imagine we bring somebody else like Miguel or somebody. We, we probably start wrestling in here. Like, probably. Let me see this move, guy. Remember that Steiner recliner? <laughs> yeah. Or, or uh, I, I would love to bring Jason on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Just to talk about the shit that he remembers from wrestling, bro. Because Jason pulls out, like, the fucking camel clutch and... He knows a lot. The Boston Crab and... (laughs) And, I mean, he's an Arn Anderson lookalike, so... (laughs) (laughs) Or Teddy from Bob's Burgers. So, I mean, if they ever do the documentary on fucking Arn Anderson, I'm going to put Jason up there to fucking... (laughs) I got a guy. I got the perfect one. You don't even have to CGI his ass. Oh, man, too much fun. But ladies and gentlemen, that is all the Funkaholics podcast that, that we have. or That is everything from the Funkaholics podcast today um, that we have. So I that probably didn't fucking make any sense. But, you know, uh, you, you feel me. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to let you go for now. But we will be back very soon. Thank you for coming on this ride in this rant with us like i said we were gonna start out hot and we're gonna leave you wet so grab your towel uh however you dry off air dry i don't give a shit whatever you gotta do but that's what you guys do so the funkaholics podcast f-u-n-k-a-h-o-l-i-k-s you know where to find us social media or everywhere i'm not gonna tell you what you already know so until next time guys <laughs>